0: welcome to the podcast podcast
1: the podcast where we podcast about podcasts i'm dita
0: and i'm lisa so dita how's it going
1: i'm tired
0: (laughs) you know what me too
1: i wasn't feeling great yesterday and i accidentally fell asleep for like three hours in the late evening and then after that i was awake until 5 a.m and then i finally fell back asleep and woke up at three this afternoon uh, so I am somewhat discombobulated at the moment.
0: <laughs> okay, my sleep hasn't been that bad, but my sleep hasn't been great. I mean, my sleep's never great. Um, I have a hard time sleeping more than four or five hours at a time. Uh, like Friday night, I think I went to sleep at like two because we were like chatting online till like two. And I woke up at six. <sighs> yeah, and I kind of did the same thing last night, except I slept until 630. I was very upset. My alarm goes off at seven and i'm very upset that i didn't even sleep till like my week my weekday alarm time
1: i mean why do you have an alarm set for the weekend though
0: i don't i i mean like my weekday alarm
1: oh got it
0: yeah um i no longer set an alarm on the weekends because i have been known to do that um but also like at least two or three times a week i'll just wake up at 3 a.m and read a whole book so
1: (laughs) very lisa of you
0: I I mean, people wonder how how I can read five to six books a week, and and that's how I just don't sleep for a day.
1: I mean, I don't wonder. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, you know, but, like, people who don't see (laughs) me (laughs) and see my lack of sleep. Yeah. So, Well,
1: it's also not like you're sitting there parsing what you're reading line by line, taking scrupulous notes.
0: Oh, no, I'm speed reading.
1: So I think that's the other part, is people think about reading and it's like this, like, endeavored you know intense way I was like, was or you can just devour them whole
0: <clears throat> yeah no there's very little analysis um, I do not retain much about them because I read them so fast I'm actually going starting tonight I'm re-re-reading a book for the third time so I'm re-reading I'm reading a book for the third time and um, I remember bits and pieces about it because it's one of my favorite books but I don't remember enough that there's going to be discoveries during this reading experience nice I'm excited.
1: I mean, I, I love a reread of a book, no matter how many times I've read it. There's this one book. It's really a novella uh, that I reread about once a year. Um, and I don't care that I remember it because it still makes me giggle.
0: I feel like with a reread, you know where the journey's going. So you like know if you're in good hands. Yeah. So that's always my thing. And I think that's why I had trouble like, with the last book I read. I, the last book I read took me three days, which is uncommon. I can usually read a book a day um because i think it had to do with a lot of lying to like friends and family which is ho- which i find hard to like read mm. and like keep with and sympathize with and um and i totally forgot the point i was making wow i completely lost it
1: <laughs> well on that note the way this works is every week we roll dice to select a platform a category and then a show
0: we listen to one episode together and then select two episodes to listen to on our own. This way, we get to toss out a broad net to snag five total episodes for each podcast. But for our first few episodes, we thought we'd ease our way in by revisiting some of our favorites.
1: For this week's episode, I chose the only podcast I consistently listen to that isn't car talk, isn't fiction, and isn't something Lisa introduced me to Book Fight by Mike Ingram and Tom McAllister. Book Fight has been on the air since 2012, and I believe it was the brainchild of Mike. The hosts met while they were enrolled in the Creative Writing MFA program at the University of Iowa. They are both published authors, are part of the team that runs the literary organization Barrel House, and they both teach English at Temple University in Pennsylvania. Uh, Initially, the show was just two hosts with an occasional guest, published weekly, but in 2021, they shifted structure to having a guest or a writer. A writer or author for each episode and publishing bi weekly. Each episode reviews some sort of published writing, be it a book or a short story. <laughs> One time it was um, Taco Bell's quarterly literary magazine. Yes, you heard that correctly. And it ex- still exists. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> uh, which generally acts as a springboard to talk about writing more broadly, such as the form and function of genre labels or what distinguishes fiction from nonfiction. Um, party episode is generally dedicated to asking the guests about their work and the world's slowest lightning round.
0: For this one, Dita asked me to listen to episode 413, guest Sean Griffiths, and I listened to episode 410, guest Jen Miller, and 411, guest Amy Butcher.
1: I have listened to at least 90% of all episodes made because at one point I had gone through their whole back catalog on Apple Podcasts and ended up going onto their website and starting from episode 1 listening all the way until I caught up to uh wherever they were at the time. I can't say for certain that I listened to all of them, but I'm pretty sure that being said it's been running for almost 11 years, so there's a good chance I've missed a few. Uh I am also subscribed to the Patreon, so I've listened to most of their bonus content as well.
0: Isn't it always great when you can find something that you can just listen to a ton of and enjoy?
1: Well, and similar to the whole forgetting books thing, uh, when you have as many episodes as they do, I've forgotten a lot of them. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I need a thing to listen to. I'll find one from, you know, eight years ago.
0: Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's like a new discovery. Uh-huh. I listened to Sean Griffiths. Um, I really liked her as a guest. She was a phenomenal guest. They had a great conversations. They talk about um, kind of their their concepts of writing and with they, you know, a lot of the a lot of them are writers or professors and stuff and it's kind of interesting to hear. Um they talked about a book called Breathe Arians or a short story, I guess. And I I swear I heard about that short story before because it sounded really familiar the way she described all of it. But not familiar enough that I'd read it. But again, with how much I read, who knows, I could have read it. <laughs> I mean, I've been looking for a short story by one author for like eight years now because i can't remember like the name of it and i can't find any short stories by that author but that's not the point that we're talking about right now the point that we're talking about right now is that uh episode sean griffiths it t- it's about like killing cats on a farm and then like the dad is sleeping with someone and the mom is living on air as a breatharian which i've heard about breatharians before um I lived in Southern California for a while, and um, a friend of mine goes to, like, markets and festivals all the time, and she's met a couple breatharians, and it was always interesting to hear her stories of um, people who don't eat food.
1: Not entirely sure how that works, realistically speaking. Uh,
0: I don't think it does work.
1: (laughs) Pretty sure that's just starvation.
0: An eating (laughs) disorder by another name. (laughs) Yeah, and so the other episodes I listened to was um, Amy Butcher, which talked about a series of essays by an SAS that were like half nonfiction, half fiction, where the SAS kind of filled in a bunch of blanks on the person she was writing about. And that was kind of interesting, but I didn't really connect with it as much. And then um, another episode I listened to was uh, Jen A. Miller, where they uh, read The Queer Principles of Kit Webb by Kat Sebastian, which is a romance novel that I've been looking at and not yet read. And so that was really interesting because I kind of was already... I'm I'm aware of how romance novels work. I've read a lot of romance novels. So like the tropes and they kind of discussed romance tropes and how things work and stuff like that. And that was really interesting um, to kind of get that discussion going and it was really good um and then the last one i listened to was um shannon wolf they did legally blonde where they like compared the book which apparently was self-published um to the movie which apparently made a bunch of changes and made her less mean because in the book she was mean
1: yeah book version of her kind of sucks
0: yeah it was really cool to listen to though because again i was familiar with the subject matter And that was kind of my takeaway, that like, if I'm familiar with what they're talking about, I'm going to have more of a buy-in to their conversations. That's fair. What about your episodes?
1: Like I said, I've listened to them all. So uh, most recently, they had a guy, Todd Goldberg, on. They were talking about um, crime fiction. And then what was this last week's bonus? So they they publish... Uh, and every other week pattern so every other week is like one of their standard ones and then um the opposite weeks are their bonus episodes so oh <laughs> they were talking about this article they had read about uh, book talk and oh. you know should writers be on book talk um which is an interesting discussion so when i first found this podcast i was actually just like looking for a podcast about books and like you know more like book reviews and this is really not that like Yes, they review books, but they're not necessarily reviewing for content.
0: Yeah, they're kind of using the uh, book or piece of writing as a platform to kind of spring into other conversations. Like, they don't really talk about the thing they've read as much as they talk about how the themes in that work or writing with it or what they feel about that writing style or writer.
1: Yeah. I will say on the bonus episodes, they tend to focus more on plot because... Uh, if they're covering a book. so um, Actually, when I first started doing the bonus episodes, they were reading romance novels, and those reviews were much more heavily about plot, but they were also very interested in, on, in like what makes romance novels work, why do people want to read romance novels. Generally, when they talk about genre fiction of any sort, um, they're, they talk a little bit more about plot, because they're also curious about why people want to read this specific kind of thing. Uh, It took me a while to get into this podcast. It it was not love at first listen. Um, But, and it definitely, like, the first few episodes I listened to, I kind of had trouble tracking what we're talking about because I am not a writer. I'm not, I don't have a degree in English. Um, And so a lot of language they were using to talk about writing and literature and all of that stuff. uh, It was a lot for me to take in. Um, But the longer I listened to it, the more I got into it. And I have gotten to a point where um, I enjoy almost every episode because I, I think I have enough uh, knowledge to be able to conceptualize whatever they're talking about at this point. Uh, I will say there are sometimes guests on where um, I don't particularly enjoy the guest's uh, speaking style, or I feel like they. Uh, there was a guest a couple years ago who I felt really dominated the conversation and it was like this is supposed to be like a conversation and you're just talking. And while I can appreciate that like that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear a more well-rounded discussion and not just <laughs> you monologuing about this thing. I will say so like the Shane Griffix one and the Shannon Wolf they they all and Jen Miller they already know those people and so I think those episodes are a little more fun to listen to because they know how to talk to each other. Um, And they're not feeling out how to have a conversation with this other person. So things flow a little bit more easily, a little bit more naturally, I think. And it's not that episodes where they don't know the guest aren't good. But it's definitely um, more formal.
0: Well, I think, too, um, at least for me, I had a hard time telling apart Tom and Mike's voices. So, like, I've listened to four episodes i still have no idea who's talking when and that really kind of gets to me i find that hard
1: oh yeah that took me years
0: and the guest format is always a hard one for me to buy into um just because like you never know quite what you're getting each episode um like even episode even podcasts i listen to all the time i have a hard time if they have guests come on so i think that's just a me thing Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's definitely one with a learning curve, maybe maybe not learning curve, but like a liking curve, a buy-in curve. It's fair. Because like, if I didn't know the writing they were talking about, I felt like I was like half behind and it didn't really pull me in as much. Um, their conversations are good. It really made me want to get back into writing because I really, really love writing. Um, so that was cool to like dip my toe back into thinking about the English language instead of just rapidly consuming it um, but yeah I think that I think that was my hardest thing was just figuring out who was talking I think the first two episodes too I couldn't remember Tom's name because they never said his name they say the name Mike all the time so I knew <laughs> one of them was named Mike but the other guy is like Tom, Tim, Todd I think I called him Todd to you at one point and I hate that. I hate getting people's names wrong.
1: Um so Tom's speaking pattern definitely just involves like saying the person's name. And so you hear Mike's name a lot. But I will say um the tag one of their taglines used to be uh people can't tell which one of us is which. Tom's the mean one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And and like I I appreciate it cuz like they do they do rib each other pretty well and that part's fun.
1: It's yeah, it's their voices. I they're not the same but they're similar enough because you can't see a face like trying to remember which one's which is definitely a struggle yeah they
0: definitely have similar like cadence and like ways of talking i think like like they don't have different accents the the vocal range is similar so it's kind of hard unless like you're used to it
1: yeah definitely
0: so i will say i did really appreciate their lightning round i think that was my favorite part of each episode where they ask each author the same four questions, which is, um, "What book do you, do you most pretend to read?"
1: Uh, wh- "What what what have you read most recently that made you cry?"
0: "What author would you be willing to fight?"
1: And uh, name some thoughts about lightning. Yeah, <laughs> I I will say nobody has brought up Home Alabama the movie yet, and that shocks me because like that's a whole movie about like lightning, and it's. You know, a thing in the pop culture you know, sphere, and nobody has brought it up the The name of an author you you want to face in a fight thing kind of bugs me because so many of the people they have on take it very literally. and they're like, "I don't want to fight. I'm a pacifist or I'm too weak to fight And I'm like, it's you're not going to fight this person' it's theoretical
0: the time, too. Like a lot of authors are dead because a lot of human people have, exist in the past.
1: Yeah, so um, you like some people will just like hear politics warning incoming. Uh, one of the authors the, the one you listen to, Shannon Wolf, said she would like to face J.K. Rowling because she's a turf, and I very much appreciated that one. Like, is Shannon Wolf actually gonna fight J.K. Rowling? No. <laughs>
0: course not but yeah i did like i did like that she said um basically like there can only be one beloved author from england and jk <laughs> rowling's time is up so shannon wolf will take her down
1: <laughs> um yeah uh jen miller has been on the episode a few times um and her her answer always changes uh at least one person has wanted to fight shakespeare just because like it would be an interesting <laughs> fight which i appreciated
0: so what author would you want to fight
1: <laughs> Rowling. Or, um, well, he's, I think he's dead now, but uh, I'd fight Orson Scott Card.
0: Henry David Thoreau. Ooh. I'd like to fight him because he's a liar. He pretended <laughs> to live on a pond on his own where his mom still did his laundry and, like, his sister brought him sandwiches every day. And then he'd go to dinner at, like, some rich person's house.
1: Yeah. No, I, lo- I love that because people to this day are like, oh, well, he lived in nature. Like, no. He, like... Sat by a, you know, a small body of water and had deep thoughts and then left.
0: A small body of water whose ecology he destroyed. <laughs> I would like, I like, I, I don't, I I am a pacifist. Uh, da, da, da. I would like to punch him in the nose.
1: Yeah, I, look, I've never been in a fight once in my life. I, yeah, uh, it's not actually happening. But, like, if we were talking about a theoretical fight, that definitely is never going to happen sure
0: (laughs) i do like your orson scott card answer that's a good answer that's a good that's a good backup plan because i greatly dislike him and i really liked his books when i was a kid
1: well i think that's like also like the frustrating part is like when you like a book but the author turns out to suck you're just like oh man yeah
0: especially books that were formative because like the harry potter books like i read but they weren't formative for me in the way they were for a lot of people
1: myself included
0: yeah, because uh, I, I read them when I was like going into high school. I was a bit older, and it hit it hit yeah. you know a lot of people younger. But the Orson Scott Card books, um, Ender's Game, was big for me.
1: I think it was big for a lot of people, and you know, I think I think queer people on the whole tend to uh, migrate towards genre fiction, especially things like sci-fi and fantasy, because. Those are worlds in which you know uh, that are fully constructed, and so you can exist within them, um, even if like the current climate of the actual world is not as hospitable. And so then to find out that your sci-fi author came up with this fictional world, but still included bigotry.
0: Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and then and then you know spends all their money on things that are actively set up to destroy you and people like you. I think that's the part that hurts the worst. Like, if someone wants to have opinions I disagree with and hateful opinions, they can keep them to themselves. And if they keep them to themselves, it's none of my business. Exactly. But when they spend their money and their um, clout, I guess we can say, against me is when it becomes my business. And that's when it hurts.
1: Yeah, I fully agree.
0: Okay, so that was that question. And then what were the other ones? Um, Oh, what book? I was thinking about this one. What book have you most pretended to read?
1: Oh, pretended to read? I don't know. Probably something by Jane Austen.
0: That's fair. That one's up there for me. I was thinking about it. It's like, it's either going to be Pride or Prejudice for me, or honestly, The Lord of the Rings. I've never read The Lord of the
1: Rings. I have never read them, but I've also never felt bad about that one. I, my mother and I have a fairly consistent argument in which she goes, "I wish you would read more literature. And I go, but why? like it's only literature because it was popular at the time it was published like yeah it's not there's no universal like signifier of good book and that's one of the things i appreciate about book fight is that they fully acknowledge and inhabit that and like both of them prefer like literary fiction but it's not some like it's not born out of uh, some sort of like superiority complex it's just like what they enjoy and uh, yeah but my mom's always like I wish you would you know you've never read Jane Austen what I'm like what and I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah you don't need to there's movies <laughs> Um, there's movies but I I mean I read books but I tend to read I you know, I read some literary fiction but I tend to read genre fiction Um, it's just you know I, I've told my mom it's like life's hard and sad uh, and gloomy enough I want to read stuff that makes me laugh and you know makes me happy.
0: That is totally fair and I fully support that as someone who read 300 romance novels last year.
1: <laughs> what book has made you cry most recently?
0: Oh. Oh, 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 I know this one. I know this one because it was very recently. I was sobbing. Uh I don't remember. I've read so many books.
1: <laughs> Do you need to refer to the spreadsheet?
0: I am actually looking at the spreadsheet right now. So, um, for those listening, I keep a spreadsheet of every book I read, and uh, then do a bunch of like statistics of like how many books I read a day and how much I read in each month.
1: It's very thorough.
0: Yeah, oh, there was one where I was like sobbing too. There was a lot of tears. Probably, let's say, I don't know. I've been kind of tearing up at a couple books lately. So yeah. Are. There's so many to pick. I've read 46 books this year.
1: Um, uh, my answer. So I tend to read fanfic online, which to me still counts. It's still written words. Um, I don't. I I do read public fish fiction, but um, I devour fanfic like Lisa devours romance novels. Um, and there was one that was kind of like um, it was like a Walk to Remember style thing. Uh, and I was just sobbing it was very well written as well um like the language of this story was very um like there's a lot of very good imagery mental imagery uh it was (laughs) so there's this thing about fanfic for people who have never read fanfic where people will take uh real people and like the essence and like the basic features of that person and like some aspects of their personality and then they'll write something that has absolutely nothing to do with that person um, and the website on which I read most things, there is a lot of fanfic about BTS, uh, the K-pop band. And so this one was about like it had literally nothing to do with the characters or uh, not the characters the um the actual members, other than like their names, faces, and like vaguely things they enjoy in life. Um, and honestly, if the person who who wrote this like took those names out and just like gave them normal you know, or not normal, but non-associated names, they could probably sell it to, like, a small print.
0: I mean, I'm sure that's, like, half of the romance novels I read started as fanfic, but they're disguised just enough to not.
1: I mean, we all know, right? Yeah. Fifty Shades.
0: I've never read that one either. I keep it that way. Yeah, so I can't name the last book that made me cry just because, like, they're all blended together now. Um, I can name the last thing i watched that made me cry go for it so it was called don't cry (laughs) and it was (laughs) it was this episode of a game show on um college humor's subscription service called dropout tv called game changer where um the object of the game was to not cry and you lost a point every time you cried and like they started off with like chopping onions and (laughs) watching like the beginning scene of up and then they got letters from their parents oh god and if there's anything that will make me cry it's sentimentality towards parents so that was it that was the one we'll go with that
1: i would feel i would feel that game immediately like i cry at youtube videos (laughs) about puppies
0: yeah yeah
1: got any thoughts about lightning
0: uh i've seen lightning strike buildings before and power poles. Ooh, yeah, I'm from a fancy. place um, in Arizona that gets a lot of thunderstorms, and with a lot of thunderstorms, you get a lot of lightning hitting stuff. And then I've also spent a lot of time in Florida, which also gets a lot of thunderstorms. But there's also nothing higher than a building in Florida because it's fat. So, um, yeah, I've seen lightning <laughs> uh, strike the building next to the building I was living in at the time.
1: Yeah, good times. Oof. Uh, so when we had our big old storm. Last week, I think it was Tuesday, I was sitting in my office and it was fairly late at night. It was dark out, and I saw this flash and I went, What the heck is that? And then, less than a minute later, I heard this big old crack of thunder. It was like right over my head, it sounded like. Uh, and I jumped. <laughs> and we don't, I mean, we get some lightning here, but not a ton.
0: Yeah, we really don't get that loud rolling thunder that you get in other places.
1: No. And we don't really get lightning storms. Like, every once in a while, we we'll one flash. But uh Yep. Yeah. So what do you think? Is Book Fight a podcast to reel in or is it a catch and release? Would this make your listening rotation?
0: Uh I think it's like a potential reel in. I think if they had like an author I knew or a book I knew, I'd be willing to listen to it on like a long road trip. But I don't think it's one that's gonna actually make my rotation. What about you?
1: That's totally fair. Uh, like I said, I pay for their Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, I will try and find some of those. You're never letting it go. never. Well, I think again it is does somewhat come down to the familiarity. I've been listening to them for eight years. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's changed and grown and shifted a lot. And i I have more of a propensity to miss an episode now. um, if there's like, an author on who, you know, the first ten minutes, I just don't enjoy the conversation or like, you know whatever is going on or I'm just not that interested I'm willing to miss an episode um but I I will inevitably end up just like out of boredom going back and listening to it there are definitely some episodes that I like re-listen to more than others just because I liked you know or was interested in the topic they were talking about and I wanted to try and take more of it in on a second listen but it's definitely uh stay put
0: all right well that concludes this week's episode thanks so much for listening
1: If you'd like to talk to us, our website is podcastpodcast.fish. Our email is podcastfisherman at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter at podpodfish for as long as Twitter continues to exist.
0: Music is by the incomparable Evan Speakman, who you can find on Instagram as at Speakman Recording. Episode is edited by me, Lisa.
1: Logo is by me, Dita. We'll be back with a fresh catch next week. Bye. Bye.